At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's another edition of Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. I'm Joe Reed, and Alan Minskoff is finishing his week off here. Hi, Alan. Hi, and we are finishing, I think, with a, a audiobook that many people will find fascinating and interesting and very, very contemporary. I think you know that I listen to books about food and wine like some people listen to mysteries. I know. You're my food guy. <laughs> I am I am there for you on this subject. I used to write for our, <laughs> our for Edible Idaho while it lasted here in Idaho. Um, anyway, this is technically food by Larissa Zimbaroff. I should say that she has taken an idea and followed it, and that is what has the Silicon Valley wrought with cell-based food and all these imitations of food that maybe we'll be seeing more and more of in the future. What's fascinating about what she does is it's personal as well as professional. She's a reporter and she does read her own book, but she's a pretty good narrator. I am, as you know, not the biggest fan of self-narrated books, but she is a, a good reporter and she has a, a kind of a pleasing reading voice and her reportorial skills are excellent. And what does she think? I mean, she's looking at food engineering, but she's looking at things like Beyond Burger Absolutely. and in. Okay. Not only that, she's looking at algae and all these little highways and byways, fungi and all these things from cell base to vertical farms. So she really, you know, in her eight or nine or 10 chapters, looks at a lot of pieces of this, not just, you know, not just the cell based food, not just what will replace beef, but also, you know, she is, she herself, let me go back for a second. She begins this story because she was somebody with type 1 diabetes, and she has been paying very close attention to her diet since she was 14 years old. And she's kept this up as a reporter, and so she goes to all the meetings, all the conferences, she interviews everybody she can. And I need to add one thing. She does a very smart thing at the end of this. Unlike some writers who kind of try to pull in all the information they can and then give you their unique point of view, she lets eight or 10 very well-known food experts give their paragraph or two point of view of what we'll be eating in 20 years. And it makes for a really strong oh. ending. I loved it. I'd be fascinated to see that. That is, that's, what a good idea. I thought so too. And I hadn't thought about somebody doing that. And she did it very, very well. Was Michael Pollan one of them? Michael Pollan is, is mentioned throughout, and I think he was one in the end. Yeah. I mean, because his eat food, not too much, mostly plants. It's just yeah. like, okay, I can do that. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's hear a little. Yeah, let's do it. Do we need anything to understand what's coming? Atypically, I took the very first 30 seconds, okay. simply because it gave you where she got going. Okay. This is Technically Food. It's written and read by Larissa Zimbaroff. This book began when I asked myself, what do we gain and what do we lose by embracing a future of lab-made food? The current wave of food companies claim to be mission-driven. They want to better our world with futuristic processes. 
They hope to reverse climate change. They want to end animal suffering and the attendant damage to the planet from industrial agriculture. But they still want to make money. Yeah, her voice is fine. I think so, too. Yeah, no, she's she's just telling you what's going on. I like that a lot. And how were you left at the end of this? I think I think Dan Barber was my favorite of the what it'll be like in 20 years. He he stayed with me. Michael Pollan always stays with you because I think he's very fair-minded and and real world. I remember yeah. reading his very first article in the New York Times about the cow that he invested in. I mean, he's been a fascinating character for a long long time. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Okay, that is a great way to end the week. Thank you so much, Alan. Well, you are welcome. That was Technically Food, written and read by Larissa Zimbaroff. And Alan, I'll talk to you next month. Absolutely, with some great stuff. I'm listening to him now. Good, I'm looking forward to it. Support for Behind the Mic comes from Naxos Audiobooks. As delightful a creature as ever appeared in print is how Jane Austen described Elizabeth Bennet, the hero of her novel Pride and Prejudice. And indeed, many of us could not fail to agree with her. This marvelous account of family life in Regency England is read with customary panache by Juliet Stevenson. That is Naxos Audiobooks production of Pride and Prejudice. You can find it at naxosaudiobooks.com. Behind the Mic is produced by Jessica Lockhart, Robin Witten, Michelle Cobb, Emily Connolly, Sandy Henschel, and Alan Minskoff are contributors. Jennifer Dell is our editor, and the music is William Ross Chernoff's Nomads 4-Way. And I'm your host, Joe Reed. Good listening. <laughs>